The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. It is the SWP, the Steve Warren Project. It is Steve Warren along with Jim Jerome. James, how are things today as we kick off another day of uh, sports and whatever? Well, it's good, Stevie. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, uh, What can I tell you? What can I tell you besides it's all good? Um, I did the the tri-monthly mop the floor today. No, nice. (laughs) I'll tell you, my old place, Stevie, it was... uh, Sort of a solid slate color, slate tile, solid gray, kind of a charcoal thing. So, right. you know, everyone says, you know, get this color, get that color. And the dirt won't show up. It just shows you how freaking lazy people are. Okay. It's like, yes. get the one the dirt doesn't show up. Uh, but that wasn't the case of the old place. But the new place, Stevie, is kind of a patterned tile that looks like <laughs> dirt. Okay. Looks like dirt, Stevie. So solid. That's a solid. savvy veteran right there. Very, very, very clever uh, marketing idea by the by the good Tyler, whoever it was. Yeah. So, but I thought I better, I better grace the floor with a little bit of water <laughs> after right. after being here three months. <laughs> yeah, you, and you had your kids coming over, so you didn't want to show well, you know, yeah, like you're looking, living in squalor or something like yeah, that. Yeah, clean the toilets and all that stuff. Sure. You know? So nice. Anyway, that's that's what I did on a, on a rainy day here. Um, I was and- uh, I was happy to play in the Kempville Hospital Foundation golf tournament today. We had a lot of fun today. We had uh, let's see, we had uh, Mike Gaynor, Andy Anderson, and Jeff Underhill, uh, Jeff of uh, Shoeless Joe's Bar fame. And so, thanks to those three guys for a great day. And uh, everybody at the Kempville Hospital Foundation at Equinel was a great event and perfect weather. Oh my God, this time of year is so good. We've slipped. We flipped the calendar to September. So it's like bittersweet. You're entering the best weather of the entire year in Canada, but it is a mark that summer is, well, not going to be long for the end of yeah, this world. Summer's, yeah. yeah, that's the word. That, that would have been Is that one. in Kempville, that bar? It is, yes. Oh, yeah. Soon to open or- Orleans. Yeah, well, that, that bar's been around a long time, hasn't it? I'm trying no, to not think. too bad. I, I think it's been uh, here in the last... I want to say seven to ten years. Oh, okay. I thought it was. I thought it was much, much longer. Anyway, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm thinking of, but anyway, hello to Shoeless Joe and all Indeed. the boys who played with you. Indeed, yeah, we had a great day. It was great, excellent, uh, excellent weather, and the course was in great shape. And so, yeah, we've had. Uh, was it a scramble? It was. Yeah, we we're six under. Uh, I just, I just want to quit sometimes, Jimmy. Six really under is brutal in a scramble. I know. I know. Hey? I know. Oh my god. Yeah. Thanks for the uh, entry. <laughs> we saved on prizes with the Warren Group. Well, with the COVID thing, we didn't do any banquet of any kind. And uh, I know that probably the, the charity itself is probably saying, oh, that's unfortunate. But I'll tell you, man, every golfer there was like, it's excellent. We'll just go on the patio and have some drinks and go home. It yeah, was awesome. I told, I told you, well, one day it's going to catch on where they should have scramble events of just nine holes. Right. And, and, you know, everyone will be just as happy. Use both nines. I've done it before. Done all the math. And you can make just as much money. And But you're out of there in three hours. Right. Brilliant. Brilliant idea. So Yeah, I'd agree. Anyway, good uh, for you. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, I want to jump in and talk about this uh, interesting Netflix show that's on. I've got a few. It's funny. You, you mentioned it to me earlier this week. And I've had a few tweets about it. Uh, people direct messaging me, I guess, thinking that you this would be right in our wheelhouse. 
because we do love sports and we do love Netflix. Mm -hmm. And there's a neat new show that's coming out that will chronicle a United Hockey League team from back in the early 2000s. It's called the Danbury Trashers. Right. And the show's called Untold Crime and Penalties. And it's basically telling the story and, and highlighting the history of the Danbury Trashers, the team brought by, bought by a mafia-connected trash kingpin, and he gave it to his 17-year-old son <laughs> right. to manage. So the whole thing is completely bonkers. They hired tough guys very much the way the Philadelphia Flyers did back in the 1970s. And the whole thing just looked absolutely bizarre. And there's a Gretzky tie-in as well, and that uh, Brent Gretzky, Wayne's lesser-known brother, yep. was uh, one of the leaders on the team. I was just... Um... I'm sure his phone must be lighting up. I was just in Brantford a couple weeks ago to, to celebrate Glennie's uh, birthday, Glenn Gretzky's birthday. Right. And Brent was there and Keith was there um, and Kim. Uh, and, and this thing never came up, you know, it never oh. came up at all. I'd never, the only way I found out about it yesterday was my a buddy texted me and said, this is kind of a must see. And uh, so I watched it. I watched it last night. When you, oh. when you hear your, uh, when you hear your little uh, uh, bio of what the show is, what, what do you call that? I don't know. Your little teaser of what the, what the show's all about. Yeah, it, you would think it's a Disney movie when you say that. You know, gangster <laughs> father, uh, and 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 gives a buys a hockey team and gives it to his seventeen year old son. Right? I'd say, well, that must be some sort of funny Disney movie. You know, right? right. Where his dad's a villain and and a bad guy, but and gives you know. Um, in any event, it's not. You know, it's a real story. Uh, they're they're kind of hateable at the beginning. It's a ninety minute flick or a documentary. Uh, this is this is a untold. I think is a a series of a bunch of things that are coming out now. Uh, so there's there's a bunch of untold documentaries, and I've started watching them, and they're and they're all good. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Totally entertaining. Totally some of it predictable. Yeah, you know. But but in the end. Uh, I hate his dad at the beginning. This kid is a punk. Uh, he's just a slug. Uh, you know, he's the son of a gangster and sort of think Jersey Shores. And this kid gets his hands on a hockey team. But but then you're kind of going, oh, my God, they're pulling this off. They're pulling this off. Uh, and and then in the end, uh, it's it's kind of a, a, a not a bad ending. Not a bad ending. What, what you wouldn't think would happen. The other deal is um, Brent had never mentioned this to me, this deal. Um, that he was in it, but but he he does not speak. They do not interview him, and they interview a bunch of guys on that team, right? Uh, a, a bunch of bunch of goons. You know, this is the team they want to ice, right? Is, is this thing? So, like I said, like I said, like, like as bad as slap shot, for example. Well, it's kind of real though, right? And what they want to do is just beat the shit out of every team. Right. They want to beat the crap out of every team, and it's interesting because the commissioner sees what's coming. Uh, the opening game, the opening second. The, the 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 tough guy drops the gloves uh, and then you're going, well, this is going to be an absolute shit show, which it was. And then this commissioner, but, but it's a legit league, right? United hockey league back yeah. then. And so he had to, he had to figure out what he's going to do about this. And by the way, you're, you're trying to trying to lay the law down with a guy who's a gangster who owns the team. Right. Uh, you know, think, think of that. You know, you're going to, uh, you're going to tell this guy what he's not allowed to do. That's a yeah. bad play with a gangster. And Steve. is there is there a more entitled uh, child than the child of a gangster? 
Yeah, right. I mean, right. So, so this kid, so this kid, basically, uh, as I understand it, he looked to his favorite pro wrestlers, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker, and he took notes of how they, under the guidance of his hero Vince McMahon, um, handled things with the crowd. He studied the stats and worked his team's storyline to combine the best of hockey and yeah. of the WWE. And uh, that's uh, that's a fairly crazy notion, James. Right, right. Uh, and and then he says, "Well, if we're gonna have, if we're gonna ice a team, you know, who's the best in the world? It's Gretzky. So let's get Gretzky." And then they they signed Brent Gretzky, which I had no idea. I've never heard Brent speak of this thing. Um, hmm. Maybe he didn't want his name associated with it. Uh, I, I'm sure they would have reached out to him to be interviewed for it. Um, but he's a cop now. Right, Brent, Brent right. Gretzky is with the OPP, so I don't, I don't know if he's going. I better, I better. because there was, you know, there were there were mob ties to this thing, right? <laughs> like money laundering yeah. and everything that goes with a with a with a mobster movie, you know. Uh, but anyway, I I thought it was great. I thought it was good, entertaining, and 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 not a predictable ending. Cool um, about it that that uh, you know these guys had this crazy life and and. And watch what happens in the end. You know, it's good. It's good. Yeah. So Brent Gretzky's the one name. I'm looking at the roster right now from year one of the mighty Danbury Trashers from 0405. And so Brent Gretzky, as mentioned, is the big name. He was uh he was only, let's see here. Oh, he was yeah, he's well into uh, into his hockey career at that stage at 32. Mm-hmm. But some other guys, there's two other names that I, I Otherwise, it's pretty much nondescript as far as names go. So you mm-hmm. got Jimmy Duhart. Ottawa hockey fans might know that name from the Central Junior Hockey League. He was uh, a guy who played with Todd White, I think, back in the day. Okay. The Canada Valley Lasers and a very tough guy. But the name that grabs me most probably is John Morasti. And I'd like to invite our listeners to make that your internet homework, unless you don't like the fights in hockey. Mm-hmm. John Morasti, throughout his minor league career, has gotten into some of the most bananas fights you will ever see. Like just, uh, you know, speed bag, getting speed bagged while speed bagging the other guy. Just right. some of the most fierce fights you've ever seen. And so he's up over 200 penalty minutes that year. Somebody named Jerry Hickey, he's at 264. Uh, Ruman Ender, 289. Yeah, he played in the NHL. I think he's called the Niger- the assassin. They called him. He's a monster. Okay, he's an absolute right. monster. Uh, but you got to watch it. it. You know, it starts out like a car accident. It keeps getting worse. That you say, <laughs> how are they going to handle this? How how is this? How how are they going to handle this team that says we're not doing what you're telling us, Commissioner? Uh, you know, he's got to try and lay down suspensions. Uh, people are fearful of the owner and the, and the sign. <laughs> it's like how how are they going to pull this thing off? And yeah. uh, it, it was really good. Brent played in the NHL, of course, with Tampa. And the other one is Rupp. The guy who won a cup with Jersey. Oh, he ends, okay. He ends up being the star of that team. They bring him in the next year because, yes, they're the toughest team going. They've got the fans are on, you know, they're packing the joint. They know it's going to be a bloodbath every night, but they stopped winning. So right. they brought in, uh, I guess he probably in 03 or 04 when Jersey won the cup, something like that. Yep. Yeah, he was there in 0405 and uh, only for a few games. And then the following year, I guess, uh, played there a little more. Stephen Pete is another guy that I recognize as well. I think he played with the Washington Capitals uh, fairly briefly. So, yeah, some names there for sure. 
But uh, a very interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm glad uh, that it's good because I've, I've been looking for something new to watch. Yeah, and there's not many good hockey movies, right? Not many. There's no. not, you know, there's tons on baseball and football and all that jazz and uh, other other sports. But uh, the, I mean, this isn't a typical <laughs> hockey team, but you're gonna yeah. like it. You're gonna like it, and so is anybody else who watches it. Well, it was a hell of a hockey story forged last night. I mean, as we're recording this with our Canadian women's hockey team. Holy cow. I probably should have led with this. I apologize for that. Canada captured gold at the World Women's Hockey Championship with a 3-2 overtime win against the Americans. And it was uh, such a crazy finish. First of all, Canada's down 2 nothing in the game to the Americans, and they come back to tie it up. Uh, it's actually, um, oh, I'm gapping on her name. Uh, she's from the Canada area, so local. Rattray is her name, Jamie Lynn Rattray. Mm-hmm. And she ties the game. And then Canada wins in weird fashion in that Marie-Philippe Poulin scores in overtime, although we didn't know for sure because she goes in, she's got a point-blank point range, rips it over the left shoulder of the goalie, and uh, it goes looks like it goes off the post and the crossbar, drops down and comes out, and play continues. Poulin celebrates briefly. Uh, basically saying, yes, it's in. And then she goes off for a line change. So the referees didn't see it go in. So play continued for, I don't know, the 30, 45 seconds. And finally, they had a look at it and buzzed. They basically put the siren on. And that was the cue for the Canadians to celebrate. Right. And uh, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? I mean, just the first time they've beaten the Americans in a major gold medal final, I think, since 2014. Yeah, 20. Yeah, something like that. Um, it, it, uh, you know the women. The women, right? Are, are they're not? It's not quite as bad as fighting for their life, but they but they have been right to to uh, you know to promote and and get interest in hockey and get sponsors and all. We know the struggle. We know the struggle. Today's not the day to t- to talk about that, but right. But it's really cool that amongst all that, then this happens. You know that that they win this gold, um, and and you know the. I think I, I got to admit, Stevie, one of the best post championships moments I, I i saw we're watching that game after i don't know just just the celebration i've seen i've seen lots of championships like you have uh and what happens after with with um you know commentary and interviews and all that stuff and 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 tomfoolery uh but this thing was really good really good i really felt for them you know i really yeah. felt for them going way to go man <laughs> way, to, way to go ladies well done well done yeah. you know and particularly when they give you the constant reminder of the of the stat of their record against the Americans, you know? Yeah. Uh, so they pull it off, man. They pull it off and, and, and look like they wouldn't look like they it's, wouldn't it's one of my favorite things in the world as a sports fan, that whole international hockey thing where the camera is basically cruising across the blue line as the Canadian team is happily just belting out the Canadian anthem. They've all got gold medals around their neck because they've just mm-hmm. won it all. That's one of my favorite things that this is the look of joy I'm not sure there's anything that compares to it. You, you, know, you see it a little bit with, um, you know, guys in the NHL when they're posing for their Stanley Cup photo. Unless Gary Bettman's in there screwing it up completely and making it about him as he's done the last two years with Tampa. But right. international hockey in particular, when they are belting out O Canada, I'm right there with them. I feel like I'm on the ice with them. I'm so proud. I'm so happy for them. And it's just fantastic. But one player that I was not happy for initially, and Canada was – you know, feeling the same way was one of the players on the team, Blair Turnbull, in that somehow, some way, I think she was the first one out there to greet the goalie 
And and I think that they went down in a heap, uh, the goalies and Rene Desbien, and somehow, some way, Turnbull really, really badly injured her leg oh, to no. the point where she, yeah, she had to be pulled out of the pile and off the ice. And so you're thinking, oh my God, that's terrible that this great moment she's going to miss out on. But sure enough, just before the anthem uh, started up, they they wheeled her out on a stretcher. So And it was one of those elevated stretchers. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. her head level is at the same level as everybody else's. So as that camera shot pans across, there is Blair Turnbull happily belting out O'Canada with her teammates. She's, you know, she came out and initially she's like, I'm so embarrassed. You could read right. her lips, but it was so nice that she was able to be out there to celebrate such a special moment with her teammates. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. I hope yeah. the, I hope the audience was way up. I hope the viewership was way up for it. Um, you know, there can't be much pulling people uh, away from it. Right. Yeah. With, with conflicts or other sports that are on, you know, the U S open started, but tennis, but that's, you know, that shouldn't compare to this thing. So, I hope the numbers were way up, way up, and it, it'll it'll get the interest going and and motivate a lot of young young girls uh, to to you know keep pursuing the dream, man. Keep pursuing it because those those are the dreams, right? Uh, at the risk of sounding schmarmy, you know, talk about dreams come true, right? For a lot of yeah. young people, there, fantastic. I'm skeptical though. I mean, I love what you just said, but I'm skeptical because I didn't see anything going on uh, on Twitter on my timeline. You know, I, I have nothing but sports fans on my Twitter follower base, and I just did not see anybody like, oh, I can't wait for tonight's game or anything like that. It didn't seem like it was anybody's on anybody's radar, but mm-hmm. certainly there were people, I think, trickling in and reacting to things. Um, I hope people can finally one day get over this concept. I've, I won't watch this because it's not as good as the NHL. I'm like, well, duh. Right. You, know, you don't you don't you don't say that about the other, you know women's soccer. We just won gold at the Olympics. Um, you know Bianca Andreescu is America, the, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Bianca Andreescu is uh, you know if they're trying to was there a U.S. Open? I was going to say defend her U.S. Open title. She won in 2019. I don't recall exactly. She is. What they were. She is. She is sort of sort of theoretically the defending champ because she didn't play last year at all. Right, but there was she hasn't a lost a match there yet. Right. Okay. Anyway, but there's there's so many women's sports, uh, uh, Brooke Henderson and such. Nobody w- watches Brooke Henderson here in Ottawa and is anything but proud. They don't ever mm-hmm. say, well, Brooke Henderson, yeah, she doesn't hit it as long as Brad Fritch does, though. Right. Well, well whatever. You know, right. it we, we know the realities. Let's appreciate it for what it is. And it was a special evening for Canada's women's hockey team. So it was great. Yep. Congratulations. For sure. All right. Let's take a time out on the program. When we come back. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about uh, the New York Mets turning the tables on their fan base. We all see the fans boo the players. How about players booing the fans? That happened on the weekend. We'll talk about that after these words. Are you looking for a better value on your insurance dollar? If all the companies are charging close to the same price, who would you pick? What if I threw in an expert on your side for the same price? Call or text me today. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, 613-801-2659. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Did you know that Jim K. Ford has been around since 82, one of the longest-running dealerships in Ottawa? The K. family proudly strives to provide the best service in the automotive market with the help of their fantastic team of professionals. 
They're continually training and improving to ensure you always have the finest buying experience. See what they're all about. Shop for your next vehicle and then make your appointment today at jimkford.com, 438 Uville Drive in Orleans. So how about the New York Mets? So they beat Washington on Sunday by a score of 9-4. to four, But uh, the most talked about hit in the game will no doubt be the home run by Javier Baez, who they picked up at the deadline. Very impressive blast. It went 444 feet, and that's his 26th of the year. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently, it was hard to make out on the video initially, but I've seen some still shots of it. As Baez comes around the bases and touches the plate, he celebrates the blast with a double thumbs down gesture to the fans, which would seem an odd way to commemorate a home run. Right. And so Javier Baez said, it feels bad when I strike out and I get booed by the Mets fans. It doesn't really get to me, but I want to let them know that when we're successful, we're going to do the same thing to let them know how it feels. They're going to put more pressure on the team. And I found that a very interesting way for players to deal with getting booed themselves, they're just going to start doing things like that. What do you think? Yeah, it's interesting, right? It's interesting. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of reminds me of our discussion a little bit yesterday about the fan yelling Brooksy, right? With, with DeChambeau, uh, yeah. you know, that, that you're, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of booing the guy. Uh, I, I don't know what to think about it. You know, I th- what's allowed Stevie. Okay. What's, what's allowed here. What, what are the fans allowed to say? What are they not allowed to say? What are the players allowed to do and say, and what are they not allowed to do and say? And and the difficulty with that is it's it all depends on the situation, you know. It all depends on the deal. What's going on? What's what's what does this game mean? What what's happening with with you know previous incidents with with fans and crowds and all this shit? Um, so I, I think it's good. I think it's funny. I think it's great. I think it, I, I think it's, you, you know, you look at me, no, no, not just another baseball game here where people are sitting on their hands a little bit, you know, <laughs> and we're still 40 games to go or 35. Uh, then this happened, right? And we're like, oh, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Way to go player. That was my yeah. thought. That was my thought is, is thumbing his nose at them because these players, man, when they go bad, they, they get annihilated, Stevie annihilated. Yeah. And if it was, if it was just, Live audiences, Steve. It was just live crowds. I think they'd be okay with it. But can you imagine how the Mets are do- doing social media wise with comments? You know, like yeah. anything, right? When it goes bad, so that you know they would probably be okay with that getting booed. You know, the hockey players. It, it happens in hockey games when they can't organize a, a power play, right? You'll often hear that, right? Where they can't keep the puck in, and and maybe it, ha- you know, maybe they never get a shot on goal. Yeah. They're losing three nothing. They get another power play, and, and you know the fans start to boo, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they start to boo their team. Uh, there's never too much repercussion from that, you know. Once in a while, you know, once in a while, people go, "That's disgusting that they would boo them." They're they're our team, blah blah. You get through thick and thin, all that shit. But yeah, it, it's only it's only today, you know, what happened today. Um, and the equivalent would be after a power play situation where the home side was booing their own through who had the whole power play, and then the the team eventually scores on the power play. The equivalent here would be those those five guys in the power play turning toward the the fans and going thumbs down or right you know, or whatever. Uh, the, the 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 comment from the Mets as an organization after this happened in a release: the Mets will not tolerate any player gesture that is unprofessional in its meaning or is directed in a negative way toward our fans. I'll be meeting with our players and staff 
to convey this message directly. It's from Mets President Sandy Alderson, by the way. Mets fans are loyal, passionate, knowledgeable, and more than willing to express themselves. We love them for every one of these qualities. Right. So right. they're basically, as an organization, they're fully exonerating the fans uh, in the booing department. They're expressing themselves. And I guess the organization right. feels that that's appropriate to do that. And the players would tend to disagree based on the thumbs down thing. Yeah. There's, there's, there's marketing, politics, money, and, and, and ownership, Stevie, right. who look at this thing. Right. And if you're the owner of that team, you're going like this, Hey, that, 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 that dude, never, never. Right. Okay. These guys are paying the freaking freight, buddy, paying the freight, you know? And then if you ever got a sponsor, who pipes up and goes, yeah, that's not how we characterize ourselves with our athletes, Stevie. Imagine that phone call, right? Yeah. You know, and we're, and we are Puma, right? We're yeah. Reebok. Okay? <laughs> we're Rawlings. Okay. I'm coming going. Yeah. We don't want to be so yikes, yikes. So uh, not a big deal, Stevie. I think it was funny. I think they, I think they should be able to do that once in a while. Cause they, you know, it's like, I, I was saying this several months ago about Eugene Melnick, you know, the guy's getting absolutely destroyed destroyed and and then people were really pissed i think when he went and did another uh effectively steve booing the ottawa fans he went and did an interview on a, on a toronto radio station i think wasn't that the story way back no when? that's all he does he never comes on ottawa media he only goes on toronto-based uh radio stations right. and podcasts so some of that i didn't blame him though i didn't blame him when i started reading social feeds you know mm-hmm. and and, and of, of stuff he did so uh but can you do it long term i don't know you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, and that's I'm not a fan of it. Game. I got to say, yeah, sorry to interrupt. I was going to say just from a fan perspective, I don't like it much if it's my team and my fellow fans of my team are doing that. Cause I don't feel like, I feel like that does the exact opposite. You know, I know you're upset. You're upset with the performance, but at your heart, you want the team to do well and win. Right. And I feel like that's counterintuitive. Sure. If you're, sure. If you're out there booing the home side, I don't feel like you're helping that at all. Uh, you see the booing. Uh, you see sometimes jerseys being thrown onto the ice. They're so right. disgusted. And I just don't feel I support the fans right to express themselves as, you know, in a bigger picture way to the organization. You're not, ha- not happy how things are going, but I don't, I'm not a fan of it. I will say that. So I support it, but I'm not a fan of it is my take. But the fans get a pretty, pretty wide breath. Steve, breadth, breadth, breadth. <laughs> okay? I like breadth. With what they're allowed to say. Yes. Okay. That, you know, if you need to be a fan in sport, you can do anything. Okay. You can literally do anything. Okay. You can show up the way you want. You can yell and scream in the stands. You can, you know, you, you can jump on social media. You can do radio call-in shows. You're, you're allowed to absolutely say anything you want, you know, virtually, right? Without, without it being a hate crime, you know? Um, so, so I, I don't blame the players. You know, I don't blame the players. Um, the odd thing about the Sens, of course, is, you know, what I was just saying that the owner of the Mets is coming in going, don't ever do that, man. Do not do mm-hmm. that. Do not do that. Um, how can the owner of the Ottawa Senators, you know, make a statement one day and go, okay, fans, we can't. I don't want you doing that about our right. team. Right? They're going to go, well, really, Skipper? Okay, let's, let's talk about what you do, what you do <laughs> not to support your own freaking team. So right. it's a little different, but. All right. I want to talk a little bit about uh, this CFL story that we got into in our last episode, and that was the Edmonton Elks offensive lineman, Jacob Ruby, and he was cut by the Eskimos, by the Elks, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, cut because 
he didn't tell the truth about his vaccination status. Sounds like he went in, said, yeah, I'm all vaccinated, when in fact he wasn't. And so I don't know if he was the spark or the cause of a recent outbreak by the Elks, where I think 13 players tested mm-hmm. positive for COVID. But they said, you know what, you're cut. And now the CFL, and I wondered about this in the last episode, like what is the status now of this guy? Will another team take him on? Is this a serious enough sin, breach of protocol that uh, nobody else in the league will take a run at this guy? Like I know Ottawa, for example, they could really use a really good Canadian offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. Well, the CFL stepped forward today and took it out of everybody's hands, issued a directive to all teams, banning them, banning any of them from signing Jacob Ruby through the rest of this season. And, uh, Wow. What was, what's your impression of that? Wow. Yeah. I, I am knocked out by that. What? I honestly think that's what they should have done in the NHL. I think Gary Bettman should have stepped forward when this kid, uh, Logan Mayu, he's the one who took video of a woman while they had had sex and, right. uh, and then shared it with friends and it ended up, I think, online and... I think at that stage of the game, the NHL probably should have intervened and not allowed the Montreal Canadiens or anyone to take a run at uh, drafting this guy because the kid himself said, you know what, I'm renouncing the draft. I don't want anybody to draft me. And the Montreal Canadiens went ahead and did it anyway. Had Gary Bettman stepped in the way the CFL did and Randy Ambrosi today, it would have taken it out of the member club's hands and they wouldn't have had to deal with such a big controversy at the NHL draft. And the CFL has done this now with uh, Jacob Ruby for his lying about his vaccination for, status. Okay, for how long, Steve? Is it like one year or is it a lifetime thing? For the remainder of this season. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, that's a little different. I was like, they've kicked this guy out of the CFL for her. Um, yeah, that's okay, Steve. Uh, I, I can't back up to what I was back up on what I was saying yesterday. Uh, it's very serious, man. People are dying from COVID. People are dying from COVID, and and, and I believe that. I, I believe there's been deaths from it, um, and and I I I really think that they had to put their foot down. That mm-hmm. you can't lie about that right now. You can't. You can't. I tried to compare it to saying, "Well, you got the mumps or the measles if you went to school." Well, but people people don't die from that, you know. But this COVID man is it's it's deadly serious in the truest sense of the word. So right, uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay. I, I think that's that's pretty pretty swift and nifty idea by the commissioner. You know, I would say. have something to say if it was more than the remainder of this season. I think that that might be a bit much. I think that right. as with any sin, I think second chances are a good thing. I don't think you destroy a career over this. Mm-hmm. I think Jacob Ruby needs to take some time away now and consider his actions. And uh, it's not like he murdered someone. It's a serious, serious offense. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's the kind of offense that should end a career fully. Hopefully, um, you know, he uh, addresses things with whatever CFL team is interested in him and he can continue his career eventually. But, uh, yeah, I think he needs uh, some time away to consider his actions, especially if he was the one that potentially started this whole Elks outbreak where 13 players ended up with COVID and they had to suspend uh, or postpone a game mm-hmm. uh, this past week. So, Anyway, interesting stuff for sure in the CFL. When we come back, we'll talk a little U.S. Open. That's after these words.
Are you getting back to life and don't have time to review your insurance policies? Do you want me to have a look at it for you and see if you're properly covered? I'll take a professional look at it and let you know what I see and you make the decisions. Text 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Everybody knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle your automotive needs, but they're also a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans to the big F-750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, or any gig where you need a big truck, Jim K. Ford is right there to help you with the right truck, customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uvale Drive in Orleans. And compared to this time last year, the price of a family, a single-family home in Ottawa has skyrocketed. And if you're curious to know what your home is worth in a blazing hot market like this, you should get a hold of Glenn Walton at the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn will fix you up with a free, no-obligation estimate. You'll be shocked to learn what you could get for your home and what similar homes are going for in this market. Call the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team today at glennwalton.com. Things are looking very good, James, for Canadians at the U.S. Open. And the latest is uh, Layla Annie Fernandez. She's now advanced to the third round of the U.S. Open. Yet another fine Canadian youngster making a mark in Canadian er, in, in world tennis. And uh, she won today 7-5-7-5 in the second round over Kaya Kanepi of Estonia. And now, well, she's got a pretty tricky competitor here in round three, one Naomi Osaka. Oh. So that'll be a hell of a test. But Canadians are off to a great start, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Uh, I watched that match too. That that uh, She was down 5-3 in the second set, uh, Fernandez and and. You know, obviously, wipe, wiped up from there. One seven five in the second yeah. set. Yeah. Uh, I speaking of Canadiana, Stevie. Okay, uh, Ronich obviously is not around. I don't know. He's, he, I'm guessing he's injured. So you've got uh, every Canadian. Steve has won their first round. Every Canadian who's in it. Aliasim won his second round. Uh, Pospisil, right? Who won? He won his first round yesterday. He was just completely over the moon. Mm-hmm. That he won that. Uh, Chapel won his handily. Andrescu won hers. Unbelievable. So you got one, two. You got Fernandez, Andrescu, Chapel, Pospisil, and Ali Asim are all all through. You know right. the first round and 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 uh, two of them through the second round. So cool, man. Cool, cool stuff. You know the last time we had this, Steve was Glenn Michibata and Grant Connell. Wow, those kidding. are names from the past, the distant <laughs> past. Wow. Yeah, it was Carling Bassett, Steve, was our last. <laughs> Not Hurricane Helen Kelsey. Did you? I bet you. I bet you. Yeah, sure. I bet you had to. Uh, I forgot about her. I bet you had to cover the Canadian Tennis Championships. They were at the Riedel Club when I, I'll tell you what years it was. I was driving a van for Molson. They were a sponsor. It was in 1980, Stevie. 1980, 81. Did you, did you remember having to go down there and cover that? Um, well, I was my first year of high school, so. Oh, right. Uh, You're a lot younger than me. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Wasn't quite, re- wasn't quite ready for prime time just yet. Yeah. I drove around Carling Bassett and her mother. Oh, cool. In, in the Molson van. Yeah. I had a crush on her. I'll say that. So did I. So did I. I mean, her, I mean her mom, of course. Well, what'd you think I meant? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cool, cool stuff coming up for the rest of the week, man. I've, I've got. I'm like, I told you, I love having, I, I live alone, but I got the TV on all the time and I love having it on during Jay's games and during, during this two weeks, the U S right. open, we've got her on there and then I, Oh, 
Nice. Canadian. Sounded like you had the hockey game on last night because I, f- I had to flip on briefly and you still had not left the studio. So I was able to hear what's going on in, in your townhouse and it sounded like you had the women's hockey on. I did. Yeah, I did. For sure. Great. Right? So good. And such a great time for Canadian sports. It's awesome. Really good. Um, okay. Well, we'll take our leave. Any final thoughts as we head on out the door for another episode? I got, I got a great, uh, I got a great final thought, Stevie. All right. I, I got to send you this cause it's very funny. Um, so on the heels of, uh, of course, tomorrow, Stevie kicks off, uh, or, or will be today at the time of this recording, um, kicks off the final leg of the tour championship, right? Stevie? That's off right. to East Lake, top 30 guys go. Uh, it got it got a little interesting. This uh this this thing with Bryson and the and the and and Cantley and Brooksy and all that stuff. So I got this thing today. It says, so just to clarify now, because the Ryder Cup is coming up, Steve, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and of course the talk is Bryson and Brooksy, you know, what are they gonna do? So so a guy a guy tweeted out. <laughs> So just to clarify on the U.S. Ryder Cup team, Brooks and Bryson hate each other. Cantley and Bryson hate each other. Brooks and DJ hate each other. And if he makes a miraculous recovery from pneumonia, Reed hates everyone and everyone hates him. (laughs) (laughs) Great chemistry. Isn't that good? Isn't that funny? Uh, Anyway. That is good. Although I thought DJ and and Kepka were weightlifting partners and buddies. Uh, I I did too, and then I heard I heard other things. I heard other okay, things. yeah. One day I'll tell you. Okay. One day well, I'll we'll call you. it quits right there. And in the meantime, I want to invite everybody to check out our website. It is stevewproject.com. There, if you have any questions about the show, including what we look like, very terrible. We got to get some new photos taken, James. Really, oh, yeah. really weak. I don't know what the hell. This looks like something that was uh, taken. Uh, you're about 10 years. It looks like something at a charity golf tournament from 15 years ago for you. I look oh, like yes. a, I look like a plasticine version of myself. I don't even. I don't it's even on know your website? SteveWProject.com. It's our website. Okay. Steve, Steve W Project. It's our website. Okay. Okay, I'm going to look. <laughs> I think it's that one. I'm in that blue. Uh, yeah, little. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's get some. The suspended, by the way, the, the Suspendables is using that same photo now, by the way, just so you know. You got to get rid of that. All right. Uh, good stuff. Well, uh, anyway, stevewproject.com. Check that out. Don't forget, we have Patreon memberships. If you're loving the show and you want to give it a little something-something, uh, feel yeah. free to do so. Buy us a pint, whatever it is. Uh, stevewproject.com. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll talk to you in our next episode. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.